Hi, welcome to They Might Be Librarians, a podcast of the Plainfield Guilford Township Public Library. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, watch us on YouTube, and see all of our fun pictures on Instagram. Hi, this is Monty Manning. I'm the director of the Plainfield Library. Hi, this is Laura Appleby. I coordinate adult programs and I coordinate the gallery here at the library. I'm Lauren Weddle. I am the supervisor back in Teen Central. And I am Lauren M. I am one of the catalogers here at the library and I also purchase adult fiction. Today we are talking about resolutions. It is the new year and I'm sure all of you are looking to establish some new goals in your life and we may have a few things for you to consider. So Laura, talk to us about what's in the gallery. Okay. Well, this month uh, through January 31st, Jeff Terry uh, is here in the library and he does these really amazing uh, fauvism style works of art in colored pencil and acrylic and clay. And the, the amazing thing is that Jeff has been diagnosed with pretty serious autism, and he's been able to overcome that. Um, Jeff also had an accident where he lost uh, the tip of a finger, but he grips the, pe- the pencil, actually, in his hand like like you're holding a hammer and he and he makes these really detailed drawings and so his work is here through January 31st and uh, we're just really thrilled to have it he's an amazing young man hey i'm curious you said it's in the style of fauvism can you kind of tell us briefly what that is Okay. Well, Fauvism is a style, you know, you, you've probably heard of Impressionism. Fauvism is a, a particular painting style in which things are um, almost cartoonish. Um, they, they take on, if you might imagine um, something like uh, the Beatles and the Yellow Submarine, where things are very, yeah. very cartoonish. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a style that's similar to that, but Jeff has never studied that style, but he has this really amazing style of, of work. I've so, seen his acrylics. They're mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love looking at them. Fantastic. Yeah, I have definitely loved walking through the gallery this month specifically. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're thrilled to have him here, and we hope you can come in and, and take a look at the, his work uh, again through January 31st. Definitely. One thing that we are really excited about is we have a new library guide, and it is covering information on things that are happening here at the library from this current issue is uh, February, March, and April. They are free to the public. They're down at the circulation desk. Definitely come in and check one of them out. And take it home with you. You can keep it on your nightstand or whatever to check out what's happening at the library. And it's also available on our website too. Um, it's in a really nice kind of format, like an online magazine. It's really cool. And we're very proud of our, our new library guide. I just love having everything all in one spot. So oh, yeah. if you're a part of a family, you as an adult can find something, you can find something for your teen and for your kids. Yes. So there are a lot of good programs coming up. I'm really personally excited for the Puzzle Hunt in Teen Central, probably because it's my program. But um, it is going to be going on through the end of January. So it starts on the 18th, and I will have them up on a board um, in the teen room. But then the teens, as they solve puzzles, can come to the workers and get the next puzzle until they get to the end. And there will be a prize for those who finish. So do the puzzles get more complicated as they go through levels? I think they're all pretty complicated. I'm going to start out with some um, 
codes. Like I'll have a booklet of different types of codes just to make it life a little bit easier because <laughs> I had trouble with the puzzles. So I don't okay. want to make it terrible for them. I'm also going to say they can ask as many questions as they need to because it's supposed to be fun and not terrible. So okay. it'll be a lot of fun though, I think. So I'm excited about it. I would have totally eaten that up as a teen. Yeah. I have some teens who are specifically have told me multiple times they'll be here on the first day that we have it up. So oh, that's great. I'm excited that's about cool. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also in the children's room, um, every Friday from 10 to 11 a.m., we're going to start having a pop-up play group. So that'll be a good time for adults to come and socialize with each other, but also for kids to socialize with other kids. And so we'll just have the activity room open to um, kids to have fun and play. There will be crafts and all sorts of activities for them to do together. That's really nice because it seems like people are always trying to schedule play dates. And this is just like, hey, this is happening. Just show up when you can. It makes it so easy when it's so hard to make friends. (laughs) Hey, one of the cool things that I think we have going on here this month at the library is we have a program on Amazing Interurbans uh, called Traveling the Rails Through Indiana. It's on Tuesday, February the 5th from 630 to 730. And I think interurbans are one of the coolest ideas. It was a shame they kind of disappeared. What is an interurban? Well, I'm not a qualified expert, but I'll tell you, <laughs> from what I know about them, it was back in the, the turn of the 20th century, there were, uh, basically it was the light rail of the day, and, and these little uh, trolleys would travel throughout the state. So you could, like in Alexandria, where uh, Lauren and I used to work, there was a train station, the old train station was right there in town, and you could hop on the interurban, and you could go to Fort Wayne, or you could go down, uh, I think it came all the way down to Indy. It was just a very nice, convenient way uh, to travel before the advent of cars. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that program. I really want to see that one. Yeah, I remember growing up, I grew up in a small town a little bit south of Indianapolis, and we would just be walking through downtown, and we would see these old tracks that had basically been paved over, and... You know, I being really little, I was like, well, is there a train that's going to come through? Do I need to be concerned? But I, I learned that those were tracks that would take people up to Indianapolis. And hmm. that's how a lot of people got to work. And I, I kind of wish that that were still going on. Um, I, I think it'd just be fun and it'd be an easy way to get to and from without having to, you know, worry about traffic or putting gas in your car or something like that. And I think it's really interesting that, that you know, 100 years or so after they, they've disappeared, we're, we're talking about light rail once again in the state. So it's just interesting. But I do want to point out a fact that uh, Meredith Thompson, who works in our TTS department, but she's also a local historian, she mentioned that uh, Central Normal College in Danville actually survived due to the interurbans because nobody kind of traveled to campus except on the interurban. So it kind of kept that, that campus alive. That is really cool. That yeah. is really cool, mm-hmm. yeah. And I personally, you know, if I could hop on an interurban and go downtown, Absolutely. I'd probably shop downtown Indy more often. So. Yeah, I still drive it. I know, yeah. I don't like it either. It's not even that difficult of a drive. It's the parking. Yes. The, the, yeah. There is the parking, yeah. But it's also just like, do I really have to pay attention? Because when you drive, you have to pay attention. And yeah, here, you if can, you get on the light rail, it's just like, oh. You can just look at the shops and what, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's... I would love to have another interurban. It would be great. That would be. Interurban (laughs) 2.0. Okay, so as we mentioned earlier, this uh, episode is going to be about resolutions. And um, me personally, one of my resolutions has been getting into better shape. I'm not like horribly out of shape, 
but I've been wanting to get a little bit healthier and I've been going at it from so many different aspects. And one of the aspects that I've been looking at is through flexibility. I'm a naturally flexible person, but I've let it go over the last few years. And like there are lots of things that I used to be able to do that I can't anymore. And so I've been um, really looking at improving my flexibility. And if that's something that you are also interested in, um, Unfortunately, the book is checked out right now, but um, there's a book called Even the Stiffest People Can Do the Splits by Aiko. <laughs> she is a very famous yoga instructor based out of Japan. And this book, it's its a pretty short book. It's very simple. There are lots of different uh, illustrations and diagrams instructing people on how to stretch and what are the most important stretches you can do for your body. And even if you end up not being able to do the splits after this, you will still improve your flexibility, which will also help with uh, circulation, joint pain, and later in life, it will help you. If you keep going with it, it'll help you prevent um, falls and injury from falls, things like that. So that's something that I wanted to get a jump on earlier in life before it maybe it was too late or before I really regretted not taking care of myself as far as that goes. Kind of on the maybe in tandem with the flexibility is for me, um, I've actually gotten back into weightlifting. Hmm. I used to do it all the time when I was a lot younger, but uh, I'll be 48 just on this coming Monday, the 21st of January. And um, you know, I've been seeing all these articles that, that says how important it is, you know, to keep up physically and weightlifting is one of the best things that you can do. Really? So I've been working with a personal trainer for about two months. Um, I do it to kind of, uh, well, one, I'm a type two diabetic and it really has improved. I would, I don't want to say quality of life cause I don't want to make that sound like I'm, that I have a bad quality of life. It's just, I feel a lot better. I can sleep better. I don't get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I just have, I can actually walk up the stairs without having to stop for a breather. It's been wonderful. And I've been following the DASH diet, which is uh, the dietary approaches to stop hypertension. And, you know, I still enjoy my pizza at uh, local establishments, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, not nearly as much as I used to. Um, but it's really helped me a lot. So um, that was kind of like my resolution for the years to get back into shape because I don't want to be you know, 60 years old and just in pain and just yeah. not in a bad way. So that sounds great. Well, that's a really great, um, a re really great thought to a lot of people really think about, you know, their health at the beginning of the new year and starting these resolutions. And though, you know, maybe resolutions are maybe not the best way to term it, but setting goals for your health are fantastic. Um, one great thing about that, we do offer yoga classes here at the library the first three Wednesday evenings of the month. It's just a drop-in. You don't have to register. If it works for your schedule, come on by. Um, it costs $5 at the door. And we have a professional yoga instructor, Donna McFarland, and uh, she does really wonderful work. Um, one thing that I think that some of our participants have mentioned that they really love about her is that she can, she, she can take any move and offer a way to challenge it for people who really need a challenge, but those who might need to kind of rein it in a little bit. She's really good about modifying those moves as well. So really this yoga program that we do here at the library is fantastic for all levels, uh, beginners and, and people with a lot of experience in yoga as well. So That's really nice that she will 
adapt it yeah. for everyone because I know a lot of people they think oh yeah I'd like to do yoga but mm-hmm. I mean I'm not very flexible or my balance isn't that great so they're intimidated mm-hmm. so it's really good to hear that she will do it for beginners and mm-hmm. for very advanced people and so yeah. no one will feel unwelcome that's nice to hear it's it's always intimidating when you start a new thing so so yeah. are there any men in the group as a matter of fact there are we wow. usually have at least one or two men that that will participate that's so dusting off my yoga mat and coming. <laughs> <laughs> and the room is nice and dark and they do a relaxing portion at the end so oh, it's just very great. relaxing relaxing and there are no big bright lights and people aren't watching you it's just very nice. relaxed and and just people have really enjoyed it so i want to invite you to come the first three wednesdays of the month at 6 30 here at the library you'll find it upstairs in in mcmillan b so uh, anyway five dollars at the door and that's all you need to know. And for anyone that really loves, again, thinking about those resolutions and maybe eating better, um, we have this really amazing program called Everyday Gourmet. And through our Canopy database, which is live streaming video, we have a video series uh, through the Great Courses. And uh, Chef Briwa of the Culinary Institute of America teaches us how to how to cook a particular dish or a particular type of food. Um, in February, we are going to learn about winter squashes. So if you would, if you've ever wondered about spaghetti squash but you didn't know what to do with it, we're going to learn about that uh, watching the video series. And the fun thing about this program is we actually cook along with the chef in the room. So you get to cook along and contribute the cooking portion of it and then we get to sample everything so it's really a fun program you learn cooking techniques you learn about flavor and uh, it's just really a fun thing that we do and I love that it's covering like vegetables that are available in winter another part of me getting healthier is and this was recommended by my doctor is getting five servings of fruits and vegetables every day And that right there would teach you so many different recipes on how to work with vegetables that are available in the wintertime because you don't normally think of stuff being in season in the winter. Or in the winter is when I'm always trying to do a diet and then that's when I can't get what I want. (laughs) That too, yeah. Right now I'm doing the Whole30. It's not necessarily like a New Year's resolution as much as it is my best friend's getting married next month and I need to feel more comfortable in my bridesmaid's dress. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, so I am on day 10, I think, of that. And it's been – I'm starting – today, actually, I have felt the best I have felt since I started. Oh, that's great. Yeah, this morning I was grumpy as I get with different food things because I've have to, had to pass up on pigeons and free pizza and free donuts and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> There's um, a lot of temptation yes, out there. <laughs> there has been. But it's been good, and uh, I found some good, you know, new recipes that my husband and I have talked about once the month is over. We will probably still integrate it into our normal uh, carby dairy life. <laughs> so balance and all yes, things, exactly. right, Lauren? Yeah. So. Well, I'm with you. Actually, I found this really fantastic book in our library collection. It, I, my husband and I are just starting a keto eating plan. Okay, and, yeah. uh, and we found uh, there's downstairs, there was a book about the air fryer, how to cook keto with your air fryer. Oh, very cool. And we just got an air fryer for Christmas, so the timing is perfect. So we're trying out some recipes with that as well. But that was available here in the library, yeah. right there in the new books section. So I want to ask you about your air fryer. I almost bought my spouse one for Christmas. 
but didn't because I think eh, this is not going to be. So if you make, have you made French fries in it or anything like that? All right. So, so we did the French fries. It's fantastic for those processed food type foods. Mm-hmm. If you want French fries and you have like, you know, the, the bagged things, put them in there. And in eight minutes, you have wonderful French fries awesome. and chicken nuggets and all of those types of things. But I'm finding that you can actually do things like you can roast cauliflower in an air fryer, or you can, you can do, uh, there's a broccoli stir fry that I'm learning that I'm going to do uh, in an air fryer. But apparently it's just a healthier way to prepare your food. So I'm still experimenting with it, but uh so far, I've really enjoyed it. I'm really glad we bought it. I, I honestly thought it would be something that I would put on a shelf in the pantry yeah. and probably wouldn't use more than three or four times. But I'm kind of thinking a little differently about that. And it's yeah. easy to use? It is easy to use. You push just a couple of buttons and it just starts right up. You know, another thing that uh, is really easy to use in the kitchen is an Instapot. I yes. love my Instapot. It, I put the chicken in, hit a button or two, mm-hmm. and 30 minutes, it's Chicken taco night. <laughs> Love it. I, I guess this is a follow-up to our podcast that was all about food. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We're always thinking about food it's here. It is true, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, so all right. I will say that if one of your resolutions is to read more books, both Lauren and I have quite a few suggestions for you. Absolutely. And I want to hear from you first, Lauren, because you were telling me about a couple that I was actually really interested in hearing a little bit more about. Okay. So this first one actually has to do with resolutions itself. It came out this past November, but it's called The Resolutions by Mia Garcia. And it's about four friends that always every year on New Year's Eve, they set resolutions, but as a group. But this year they're doing it with a twist. They are setting resolutions for each other. So they have to navigate the fact that one of them now has to learn Spanish. One of them now has to say yes to everything. One of them now (laughs) has to find their own destiny beyond their parents' uh, restaurant. So a lot of hardship, I think, that comes throughout the year after these resolutions have been assigned to them. So that one sounds very interesting to me. I think Mm -hmm. it'd be good to see people following through with goals and uh, trying to navigate new portions of life with that. But yeah. And then um, I know I and you are both excited about this, but it's Slayer by Kirsten White. It came out on January 8th. It's set in the Buffy uh, universe. So it is past the show. I'm not sure about where it stands with the comics and all of that, Um, but it is about Nina and her twin Artemis. They are at a watcher's school and they are learning to become watchers, but Nina would rather have like a a softer lifestyle. She wants to be a healer, but then something happens and she becomes the next slayer. Um, And not only is she the next slayer, she's the last slayer ever. So I'm curious to see where that goes because i don't know if they're closing it off i thought they were doing a new show i don't know how this is going to tie into all of that so that is really interesting though and i love the name artemis (laughs) me too (laughs) so you're in just for that oh yeah anything greek mythology i'm in right there i i probably agree with that i'm with that (laughs) and then i have one more just because i'm already talking and uh (laughs) It's On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. She wrote The Hate You Give. Um, Which is amazing. I love that book. The movie did a great job of adapting the book. Um, I've gotten to see Angie Thomas speak. I just, clearly I'm a fan. Um, Mm -hmm. The next book comes out on February 5th. It's about 16-year-old Brie. She wants to be the greatest rapper of all time. So I guess her dad was an underground rap legend, but he died before his time. 
And so she and her single mom, um, her mom just lost her job unexpectedly. So now not only is she trying to be the greatest rapper, she's staring down homelessness in the face and she's trying, she has to be the greatest rapper. She has to help herself and her mom get out of their neighborhood. So there's going to be a lot in there, I think, kind of like the hate you give, where it's just a lot of stuff to think about and to notice more in our, the world surrounding us. I love books like that. Me too. What about you? Okay, so um, in the last episode, I talked about Early Riser by Jasper Ford and how excited I am for that to come out in February. Uh, It still is going to be widely available in February, but um, because I happen to um, have a connection with a particular publisher, I was able to get an advanced reader copy of Early Riser. Yes, I and. I will tell you that I have been reading just like a few pages a night because with Jasper Ford, I tend to read his books very slowly because I want to drink in everything. I'll sometimes reread a couple of sentences just because I want to read them again because I thought they were so clever. Um, But if any of you are Ford fans, I will tell you that this book is definitely up there with the Thursday Next series. It is fantastic so far. I love it. That's awesome. Um. And for those of you that are looking for other books that are upcoming, um, in uh, on February 26th, Irvine Welsh has released uh, Dead Men's Trousers. It's another book in the Train Spotting series. All four of the boys are back, only they're no longer boys. They're significantly older, and they are now clean. They're no longer on heroin, but they are still very prone to disaster. And that ends up leading them to somehow being blackmailed into an organ harvesting scheme. And of course, that's going to go horribly awry, but it also will leave one of them dead, which is begging the question, which one is wearing dead men's trousers? So again, that's available February 26th. Deanna Rayburn's Veronica Speedwell uh, series is uh, coming out. uh, The fourth book is coming out uh, March 12th. It's called A Dangerous Collaboration. If you have read it, have read everything in the series, it is definitely going to be, according to reviews, keeping up with the wonderful pace that the first three have put out. If you have not read any of the Veronica Speedwell mysteries, I highly recommend you check them out if you're a fan of both mysteries and historical fiction. It really combines the two really well. Like if you're a Victoria Thompson fan, uh, Deanna Rayborn's books are definitely going to be your speed. And then the book that I am most looking forward to that is coming out um, on my list is The Woman in the Dark by Vanessa Savage. That'll also come out March 12th. Um, I've talked about how much I love dark thrillers and suspense. And yeah, this book's definitely one of those. Um, This woman has gone into a depression after her mother has passed away and she accidentally overdoses on sleeping pills. And her husband is like, okay, we need a clean break. We need to start over. So he purchases um, his childhood home and it's been abandoned for 15 years, but they're like, well, we're going to go in and we're going to restore it. We're going to bring it back to its former glory. And, you know, the wife really throws herself into it. She's enjoying the repainting, the gardening. But as she starts talking to the locals, she finds out why the house has been abandoned for 15 years because it has a reputation for being quote unquote the murder house. You have a thing for I housing do. and murder. I and do. Ghosts. I do. I do. Uh the house is rumored to be haunted. There we go. Yep. The the uh person who committed the murders is getting out on parole 
And oh, yeah, that's spooky. <laughs> that's spooky. Yeah. And like all these odd gifts are showing up at weird hours and, and gifts are in quotation because they're not really gifts. Yeah. Um, and then as the woman is talking to the locals, she's hearing stories that contradict her her husband's childhood tales and like the his childhood memories or the things that he's told her are his childhood memories aren't really adding up. So now she's even becoming suspicious of her own husband. Oh goodness. Yeah. So it's, I think it's going to be a nice twisty, frightening murder mystery that I can't wait to get my hands on. That's yeah. again, the woman in the dark by Vanessa Savage. And it comes out March 12th. Sounds great. For those other resolutions that people have that aren't book related. Maybe we also have lots of programs coming up. So we were going to talk about some of those. So one of the cool programs we have coming up is uh, our blood pressure screenings. Uh, they are happening on Thursday, January the 24th, 24th from 1 to 3 p.m. Oh, my birthday. I can get a free blood pressure screening. <laughs> Happy birthday uh, to you. Um, so uh, it's a good way for you to resolve to pay more attention to your health this year. Uh, these screenings are totally free, and they're provided by uh, Countryside Meadows Senior Living. So... Come on out on that day and get your uh, blood pressure checked. And a cool thing, well, not really a cool thing about blood pressure uh, or high blood pressure is a lot of people don't realize they have it. So That's true. Mm -hmm. I think that's why they call it the silent killer. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, another program that's coming up that you might be interested in is about online safety and security. And that's going to be Monday, February 4th. And also, again, we'll repeat it on Thursday, February 28th. Um, we just want people to resolve to be safer when they're online. And we'll get tips for creating strong passwords, hear about antivirus options, and much more. So we hope you'll join us for that. Also, the Friends of the Library is having another book sale. It will be February 20th through the 24th. This is a great time to come in and get some cheap books and look for some hidden treasures that you may end up loving for the rest of your life. I'm going to say I always have to look through the book sale before I walk out on my days. I'm always getting really good books from down there and... Uh... It's a, it's a great way to, to, to feed your obsessive, compulsive uh, hoarding uh, thing with books. <laughs> and it's cheap. Yes. Mm -hmm, that's right. And books on CD and audio CDs and music and, uh, and games. I, we, we found some really great treasures there. Um, one thing, though, that I really want to say that I love about the book sales is that, that that money really funds library programs. So if you want to learn about some of the things that we're doing here, the library programs that we offer, Books on Tap or, or some of the yoga programs and some of the other programs, they're all funded by, by our friends at the library who work very hard to get those funds. So we really appreciate them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will tell you that we are actually recording this in the Friends of the Library room where they're housing the books before they go out for the sale. And I'm looking at all the stuff that's going to be there. You really do need to check it out because I'm seeing a lot of really, really good stuff, provided I don't take it first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also really excited. We just got a new database called Creative Bug. If any of you have ever gone to Joann's, they've probably promoted it to you, but now you can get it for free through the library. We have it on our website as one of our databases, and it's a really cool resource. You can access it and get all sorts of videos to do crafting, and I know I'm going to personally use it, but I, I need to take a better look at it for even programming because we can use it for that too. 
So this is actually from Joanne Fabrics? Well, I think it's a partnership or something oh. like that. I know that every time I go, I get a, an extra little receipt paper that says, join Creative Bug. So, you know. So maybe I could finally learn how to uh, put some use to that sewing machine I have in the bottom of my closet. <laughs> Absolutely. Take a look at that. And now I have to ask, Lauren W., what are you geeking out about right now? Well, you know, I'm always geeking out about something. Right mm. now, I am listening to the audiobook of Game of, Game of Thrones. Um, I'm at hour 25 out of 35, I think. So uh, I'm pretty far into it, but I still have a whole workday's worth of <laughs> listening. So um, I've been enjoying that. And I have seen season one before, and it's very interesting how closely they adapted it. So I've enjoyed that as well. What about you, Laura? Oh, well, the, the thing that comes to my mind is yesterday we were, I, w- I learned about virtual reality, and we're yeah. going to be using that in a program that's coming up this summer, um, a, a program uh, about Van Gogh's Starry Night. So cool. it, will, it will be so cool. You'll be able to actually walk through the cafe and view the Starry Night sky with Vincent at your side. It's oh, amazing. Interesting. It's amazing. As one who I tested it out yesterday, uh-huh. it was truly amazing. It was it was stunning how real it was. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. I, I went home thinking about it last night, that how great it was. So that's awesome. I'm really excited about that. That is so, so. cool. So what am I geeking out about? Um, Do you really want to know? Always. (laughs) I have rediscovered, um, years ago when I was kind of a teen librarian, I I did a a program called, uh, it was RuneScape Night, which morphed into online gaming night. And I played RuneScape with the kids and and, uh, I, you know, you get tired of that kind of stuff and I put it on a shelf. Well, uh, it was just released in an app version. No way. So I downloaded it on my phone and I was able to pick up, you know, where I was years ago. So I've been geeking out on RuneScape for the last month. I love it. It is. It's 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 like meeting old friends again. You know, the characters in, <laughs> oh, in, yeah. in the story and, and, and it's it's nice. So that's awesome. That's, I used to that's play That's my it. geekdom right now. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, right now I am currently geeking uh, the Netflix TV show One Day at a Time. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's wonderful. I, Are you on I, season one? Uh, no, I'm almost finished with season two now. I love that show. <laughs> I I am absolutely loving the heck out of it. I, I remember watching um, it. Well, I had to watch it in reruns, but I remember watching the, the original version, and I really enjoyed that. It was funny. and You're making me feel very uh, old because I remember when it was originally on TV on <laughs> Sunday nights. Yeah. Sorry. In the 70s. <laughs> but, you know, I love Valerie Bertinelli, and she, she was awesome, but... I'm one of the things I love about this particular series is that it not only has it modernized it, but it's given a whole new spin on it. Uh, the The lead character is played by Justina Machado, and she is a Cuban American who is also an army veteran. And I love seeing the different aspects because I, you know, I do not have the aspect of a Cuban American. And I love learning about some of the culture and um, how things just are different for people of different heritages. And I'm also going to say, I love that Rita Moreno is in this show. She's amazing. Do you remember her on the electric company? Oh yeah. Do you even know what that is? Yes. (laughs) Well, you never know, but uh, she, I have been in love with her since I was a little kid and I saw her on the electric company. She, anything she's in, she just makes it fabulous. Um, And one thing about the show that I really like 
is they also, you mentioned that she, the elite character is an army veteran. They deal with Ooh. some very serious uh, issues that face our vets, like PTSD yes. and, and suicide. So it's, it's uh, I highly recommend watching the show. It's, it's, it's great. It is. And I have to say, another thing I love about Rita Moreno's character is she reminds me so much of my grandma. <laughs> it's almost like, like, you know, all grandmas are the same in a lot of ways, yeah. no matter what their heritage is. Yes, it's a very good show. That sounds awesome. I'll have to put it on my watch list. Seriously, you Definitely. should. The new season, season three, is coming out in February. I think February 8th. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast. Don't forget to share the word about it. They Might Be Librarians, a Plainfield Guilford Township Public Library podcast. We'd love it if you would check us out on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a good review. 